So we have the pleasure of having Robert and Jessica Lopez with us today. Um, man, they are such a, a sweet addition to our campus here at Santos Church Banning. Uh, Robert um, is has been with us um, for a while editing our videos. Yep. So now everything that we do for our podcast, um, he's after this splicing three cameras together and putting in the audio and adjusting coloring and all that kind of stuff. And so he's a huge asset to us. It's uh, just a huge blessing. He's like just as much a part of this as, as we are. Yep. So that's, he's on the back end. He was on the recording with, uh, uh, Mike Lee's right. Or, um, Sean, 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 Sean sorry, Sean sorry, yeah, yep. Sean Felice, but you were, you filled in for me that day cause yeah. I wasn't able to be here. So I appreciate that too. And yeah. there's a whole story backstory to how we got connected with Robert. So we'll talk about that because yeah. that's, that's a fascinating story. Fascinating. And then Jessica <laughs> is helping out now um, with our accounting bookkeeping here at our campus with our campus budget. She's working with Tracy, my wife. And uh, so she's, she's getting Hopefully into that. Hopefully my brain is going to be able to latch on. <laughs> it will. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 a, it, it's complicated. It's, there's a lot to a it. A little bit. Right? So um, <laughs> we're excited that you're delving into that. You're willing to do that. So I want to know, let's start kind of – at the brass tax basics. You guys have been married for how many years? 20. 20 25. Five oh. years. 25 years. And you have Woo. how many kids? Two kids. Two boys. Two boys. And 26 and 20 will be 29. 26 and 29. So tell me how you guys met and uh, a little bit of just about <laughs> your backstory there. Well, we met at the Synodome Movie Theaters in Orange County. Nice. Um, how, watched- how, how old are you? 15. Wow. And I was 16. Woo! Dang. That's a long time ago. The movie was so horrible. There was nobody in the theater except (laughs) his group of friends and me and my friend. (laughs) Literally. Nobody. Nobody. It was just us in one row. So we were peeking over and looking at each other and smiling at each other Uh. and giggling and talking. And then he, one of his friends was brave enough to approach us like in the arcade. While we were waiting for our parents to come pick I, us up. I was not brave enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, got, I got the numbers secondhand. There you go. <laughs> and then, uh, got yeah. It. So my mom had instructed me, do not give your phone number to any boys. And Disobedient. Wow. <laughs> so and did. we were just talking about that this morning with my mom. She said, oh, he's such a gem. And I said, aren't you glad I'm disobedient? <laughs> <laughs> so uh. she embraced him. Your mom. Not at first. Not at first. <laughs> but afterwards, she has embraced him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so he's well She'd loved. probably trade me in for him. <laughs> I, I am an, an acquired taste. Yeah. <laughs> it took her some time? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. A little bit. A few years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he takes good care of me, so that's worth a lot. Okay, so I want to get into this. You were raised in a Christian home. Yes. But you dated somebody who wasn't. Right. Because I was 15. And so you, <laughs> most of your, once you guys decided to get married, you were married to an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. But you prayed for Robert to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Yes. Okay. So the, you, the actual good adult decent prayers, I guess praying, started maybe earnestly 10 years ago. Okay. So 10 years ago, you're just, you're, really want to see Robert come to know the Lord and walk with him. And, yeah. And for a time, he was attending church with you, but not a believer. I right? went I went a few times with her to church when she was going to her other church, but that was just, just whatever, just tagging okay. along. 
but I was going to East Valley with her. Yeah, for a while, right? Yeah, so she was listening to Sandals Church online for a while, and then she wanted to go to church, so she doesn't drive, so I I took her to church, and I would just go with her just because I knew that she wanted to go, and um, I should probably do that. So I'd go with her, and I was just kind of tagging along again. And we met. And then we met. So the, the story, the story behind so that good. is fascinating because John and I, this is during COVID, and we couldn't meet in the church. So we, they came up with a, an alternate plan, and they were going to combine the East Valley campus and the Banning campus, so Mentone and Banning. We're going to co- uh, converge at the Ukaipa Performing Arts Center because they have an outdoor venue. Big outdoor venue. Yeah, super big. So for several months, we assembled and set up, I mean, a, a lot of work. Just, it was a full day deal just to get set up. Sound equipment, yeah. you know, bucket trucks, all that kind of stuff. But the Stri- striping. Striping. So John and I That's met the very first um, day before the event, and we took chalk out on the dirt parking lot next to the um the YPAC, the uh, Performing Arts Center, and we're striping the parking lot, and we see this guy across the field. Come <laughs> to find out, this is Robert, right? And Being nosy. Yeah, I love and, this and story. And he was just checking things out and uh, is trying to figure out what we were doing. He's like, hey, are you guys from, from Santos Church? And we're like, yeah. So I walked over and started into a conversation. And come to find out, he's not a believer. He does know about... Sandals Church, because he had attended the East Valley campus, um, and so we kind of have a conversation about just, you know, the Lord, and and then he says, do you think Sandals would allow me to volunteer at the, White, the Ukiah Performing Arts Center if they knew that I wasn't a, a believer? And I was like, yeah, of course. So Definitely. what happened is he held a sign at, when we started that event, each week, faithfully, showed up early, held a sign, and the sign was like, do you remember what the sign exactly said? It, uh, one of the signs, it was a bunch of signs, but one of the signs said, there's a smile behind this mask. Yeah, so he, we all had yeah. to wear masks, and so he's, there's a smile behind this mask. And it was just a fun way of, like, welcoming people and ma- making them feel, you know, in, you know, invited and loved on. We had your red shirt, too, right? Like, yeah, so I, it was I, like, I it was like, get surfing. Yeah, it was a creator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but he's not a not a believer, and we knew yeah. it. And so we developed this relationship with Robert, and then he... Robert, you had a business. You still have the same business, but um, you were renting, leasing out a, a frontage um, space off of California Street. Yeah, it was a, it was a stone throw away from from my pack. It literally, was like half a block away. Yep. And you are an artisan jeweler, mm-hmm. and so we had been getting the idea about highlighting local businesses in the Ukaipa area as part of just like hey, promoting them, loving on them, and using our social media channels to do that. And so we asked you if we could come check out, like, your business. And we've never seen, like, artisan jewelry being done. And It's fascinating. Yep. And we flew a drone through his front <laughs> door of his building and into the back space. It was very technically difficult. It was. It was hard. That was all John. And what was funny is John did that. Now John trained me to fly the drone. Now that he was, dr- flies drones all the time. That was my first job with you guys was to learn how to fly the drone. And then it came into the video and then the editing yeah, and the podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you filmed our baptisms and edited that and all this. So we fly this drone into his business. <laughs> and then, then we do this filming of your business and you doing your artisan jewelry work showing us like how it's done and it was fascinating it was yeah. honestly this shop that he had 
Oh my gosh. It was just, it was so cool. All the instruments and tools and, you know, the, the welding tools and, um, you know, that just watching him work his um, skills on metal and stone uh, was really cool. And we put that together. You can still access it on our YouTube channel to kind of see that you can, interview. You can access that that interview from, from what would be maybe two plus years ago, whatever. And then we had already done one conversation with Robert from before. We did, we do go into it even further, um, a lot more of this story as well. So you know, it's you know, it's funny yeah. about it is. Um, so I was thinking as you guys were up, I was talking, I'm thinking, well, when I started serving at YPAC, Jess wasn't serving. She was the Christian, I wasn't. I was serving, and then she slowly started serving. I gave her a sign. I'm like, come on, just get her a red shirt, get her, mm-hmm. get her to serve. And then now um, she's on. Now that I'm serving here. We're getting her to serve more with the church. It's like, come on, I'm, I'm doing stuff. You do stuff now too. It's good. It's awesome, man. It, honestly, the the just the fact, just the how we met. I mean, obviously, you couldn't continue to elaborate right now on that story, but just how we met and the, the the relationships that we built that weren't based around, hey, you need to believe in Jesus. You need to believe in Jesus. You need yeah. to believe. It, they're what we built a friendship. Yeah. First. Yeah, that was that was first, and, and that's. Just, it meant a lot to you. That's what made it. I yeah. mean, that's that's what brought me. That's that's what really brought me into the fold. I mean, without you two guys um, accepting me for who I am and, and and what what I bring to the table, and what my beliefs were or weren't, um, you guys just. I mean, that's what, to me made the door um, seem like I can walk through it. Yeah. You know, what I mean, with, without with you know before it, if I was being judged or if you know. Um, it didn't feel like in the past like it was a welcoming thing. Mm-hmm. But you guys, you guys built a friendship with me first. Yeah, and you guys were willing to, you know, um, work with me regardless of of what my beliefs were. You yeah. know, yeah. And I mean, you be, got saved. Yeah, you came to church here at some you point. Showed up. You, you gave me a call, right? It was like a text or something, mm-hmm. and then you were like, "I'll be there on Sunday." And I was and like, you, "Awesome." Yep. And you were going through <laughs> some stuff. Yeah. And God brought you to a place where your heart was ready to like, okay, I, I need to hand this life over. I just need to do it. And mm. you did here. Yeah. And we celebrated. Like, yeah, it, was, it was like the greatest, oh, my gosh. We have been had already been praying for that yeah, know, for well, a long time. We used to tell you that. It's only a matter of time, Robert. <laughs> it's just me, a matter of time. You told me straight <laughs> out at my studio. Dude, we were like, <laughs> one of these we, days, man. We, we got you. We good to. <laughs> we got you. But, but like, it was it was funny, right, back then, because you're just like, come on. They were like, you know, we're not pushing on you. We're like, one day, dude, it's yeah. all good. Mm-hmm. But you know when when that happened like i could i remember everyone's walking out of the room and you were just in your seat and you were just waiting waiting for chilling it. Yeah. and i was like oh, okay here we go and i and i could see it in your eyes man it was so cool and it got me crying and then i was like after we were all it, crying after man. it happened i literally i was like i literally was running around trying to find you like yeah. literally yeah, I, I was remember. like pb i got to tell you something amazing just happened <laughs> amazing and he was like what's going on Right. Robert just gave his life to Jesus right now. Yeah. And he's like, what? And then he found you and he, and then he started talking to you for the next couple hours yeah, because yeah. it was such a special, yeah. it was special. That was a special day. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I have fond memories of that. So I want to hear yeah. from your perspective, Jessica, like, okay, uh, he's still broken just like all the rest of us, but there's obviously some changes. So tell us like, okay, you noticed some stuff. There was, some pretty dramatic things that happen as a result of him making a confession. Yeah. He's, he's just a completely different person. Like he, um, well, I mean, on top of finally giving up, like giving up his, the struggle, the, the wrestling and finally giving up to Christ. 
he had to do all kinds of other things to better himself and to just become a different person. And I think it, all of them together made him just more of a, a quiet soul mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. this this chaotic tornado of a, you know, he's got a lot going on in his brain. He's very smart. He's very creative, you know, problem solving. Like he's constantly just thinking, 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 thinking about ADD. everything <laughs> in the world. So now it's more like he's um, just able to recognize when he's acting that way and and just be more calm. Yeah. Yeah. And I've logged some time now, Robert. You remember we went up to the mountains. You remember when that big, huge snowstorm, <laughs> accumulation of snow, and we went up there just to assist and um, just like your heart to use your energy, talents, gifts um, to be a blessing to others and to glorify God. You're doing that now. Like yep. this video that people will watch will be edited partly by your OCD. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> Use those gifts. And you're doing right, it. Just your attention to detail. <laughs> yes. That's what makes you good at things like artisan jewelry, right? Because most of us, we wouldn't be able to hang on to, you know, the smallest of detail for that long. But you're able to, like, you know, per- perseverance. Like on, hone in. Yeah, hone in. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's perseverating, like persevering on a particular thing. And so now God's using that. And, you know, there's a been a blessing to our campus and to us and i think i think one of my one of my favorite things um that i've experienced so far aside from you just really like just going through this process of refinement you know um sanctification like you're really um i i love that you're you're still the person like you still have you're still you there's just something, there's just something vibrant and new. And, and, but I do love, like, we've had conversations where it's like, you, you know, Pastor Brian knows, like, we, you'll have a, like, a question and, like, I don't know about this thing or that thing. And we have a real conversation about it. And it's like not like trying to convince you, but it's just giving you perspective or an idea. And then you go and you kind of process through things. And, and I, I always like, you know, want you to know, like, everybody's kind of walking through this in a different way. We're all unique, and, and, um, you know, say, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking through this thing, and I don't want to seem like I'm complaining, or I don't like this, but, and I'm like, dude, please bring it on. These are the conversations where we really work through things and stuff, so it's been really refreshing to have someone that's not just like, all right, I'm a believer now, cool, I'm just going to go over here and read my Bible. They're wanting to, like, work through stuff. And, like, ask questions and, like, learn and grow and learn how to do not just um, study the word, but also learn how to operate and function as a believer with maybe some of the nuances that you maybe don't like about yourself and struggles. And you're really, like, working on yourself a lot. And so, like Jess was saying, like, it's, it's evident yeah, it's, that you've it's, worked through a lot. It's been a, it's been a strange road. Luckily, we're mm-hmm. doing it together now. Like, um, me and Jess, we, we do uh, several groups together, small groups, and uh, we just finished up um, faith and science group at, at the main campus, and we're doing another group in San Bernardino, San Bernardino campus. Wow. But we're learning a lot <laughs> together. Um, the questions that I ask are, are, at this point, like, I don't, I, I am, I am uh, vulnerable. I, I, am, I am just asking the questions that have been in my head for so long, and um, I am 
I'm afraid sometimes to ask these questions, but I have to ask these questions. Yeah. I, and I feel uncomfortable at times. Like I don't, I don't trust my thinking or how I, how I come at things. I feel like I'm just, um, I'm just awkward. I'm just very awkward. But um, I, I always go back to what something um, Pastor Matt said one time in one of the sermons. And, and I don't remember the, the full length of the discussion, but he said something about deconstruction. Mm-hmm. I, I'm deconstructing myself and I'm reconstructing myself in the way that, that God, um, you know, planned. That was a debrief. It was a debrief. Mm-hmm. That the way God planned for me. And it's, it's difficult because I have to deconstruct myself and look at myself in a way that I've never looked at myself before. Yeah. And uh, I'm just glad that you guys are here with me because I can ask you guys the tough questions. And I know, like, the time that we spend together is not just, I mean, you, I know you don't always have time, like, after church, whatever, because there's a lot of people here. But, like, these, this amount of time we have. We, we always talk after. Oh, yeah, we talk sure. before. You know, just these little little bit of time that we have. And I can just ask you guys those tough questions. And it's it's been it's been fantastic. I mean, it, the way that this process is, has has gone down, and um, that I can do it with my wife, and that she's willing to do something because like her her doing this like right now mm-hmm. and doing some of the other things, it's uncomfortable for her. She's yeah. not she's a you know she's not that kind of a person. But me pushing her um, and her pushing me to do the things that I do, it's it's um, we're we're a team in this, and it's starting to work out and it's starting to show. Absolutely, and it's it's the it's fruit so cool. of of what God's doing in you guys' life in your marriage. Now we're going to turn our attention to you because I want to hear about you're a nurse. Yes. So you have um, been a nurse for how many years? 21. 21 years at um, Redlands Community Hospital. Correct. And you started in what department? Um, the newborn nursery. Okay, so you were little babies. Yes. Healthy ones, not the NICU. Okay, so healthy the babies, healthy but newborns. with their moms, and they're just mm-hmm. starting life off. So that's kind of where your, your entrance into nursing was. And so where have you gone in your career with that? Um, well, after I graduated, I worked for uh, about a year in Orange County. And um, then we bought a home out here, and I commuted. And that wow. was absolutely miserable. So would have been a long ways. Thank the Lord I found a job at Redlands Community Hospital and I was hired immediately and um, started the newborn nursery night shift. Um, then I was quickly voluntold um, that I would be a charge nurse on nights. Mm-hmm. And um, then we transferred to uh, like taking care of the mom and the baby at the same time in the same room. So that's called couplet care. And um, so I was in a couplet care nurse. And then once my legs started getting a little um iffy my my balance and walking um we had just built a brand new big building and um from there my manager and my director they were like I don't know if Jess is going to be able to walk this building Mm -hmm. so we need to find something else for her to do we don't want to lose her so they um were able to create a position for me that was, you know, in an office during the day, eight hours a day, five days a week, um, doing quality improvement. So basically chart audits, all kinds of just different regulatory audits, sending them off to the government and whoever wants to know. There's the a lot of forms in hospital yeah. administration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was for the couple care department for um, the NICU and also for labor and delivery. Wow. So that's where I've been. For the last like sixteen years, let's talk um, your diagnosis with multiple sclerosis. That happened at what age? 
Uh, about 24. So 24 years of age, what were the symptoms? Like what, what, how did that come about that you found out that you had MS? Luckily for me, it was a relatively quick process. Some people, you know, they have symptoms, but nobody's able to really pinpoint what's happening. Um, but mine, the first symptoms were just kind of numbness and tingling in my back. And it felt like I was wearing a tight girdle. And then within a weekend, I felt like someone was sitting on my chest, like it was difficult to breathe. And then I couldn't, my hands weren't working. Like I couldn't hold a pencil. I couldn't, like when I tried to wash my hair, it felt like I was using my fists. Wow. Um, so after a couple of um, doctor's appointments and, you know, just first kind of blow it off, it's nothing, you're fine, um, I saw a nurse practitioner, and she did a full neurological exam, and she immediately recognized there was something drastically wrong, especially for my age. And um, she got me an appointment with a neurologist that day. And within a week, I had a spinal tap, I had an MRI, and I was diagnosed. Wow. Mm. And that, I mean, that's a lot to take in at that age. Luckily, You're a young woman. Luckily, I was in nursing school, so... You know, all of my friends were just all sitting around looking at our books, trying to figure Being out. nurses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? So in a brief summary, like what is MS? It's uh, so your nerves connect and um, where they connect, it's called a synapse. And then they're, they're coated. It's like an electrical wire. Mm-hmm. So the plastic around the wire. So what happens is your body basically attacks um, that myelin sheath, which is, you know, that plastic lining around the wire and it eats it up. And then sometimes it'll eat right through the nerve. So the signals that my brain are saying, Hey, foot move, move forward, you know, lift your toes, do this. They just, they don't, they don't work. Wow. It's no connection anymore. Autoimmune, autoimmune disease. So your immune, your own immune system is attacking attacking your body, body. your brain, your nerves, your spinal cord. Yeah. It's crazy. My dad had Guillain-Barre, which is, um, you'll see it like if you get a, a shot, yeah, vaccine. like vaccine shot, it'll say well, like one of the potential side effects is Guillain-Barre, but it's the whole thing, the myelin sheath being eaten, and mm-hmm. he had to take like an immunoglobulin thing that, you know, that try to counter it, but it was scary. Yeah. Um, so this is just a, a specific form of that. And then like, how did it progress for you? Like now you're, you are in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, like, how did the progression happen from you feeling tightness and like, how quickly did that happen? Um, hmm. well, you were in nursing school, right? You said when you were diagnosed, when I was diagnosed. So when the diagnosis came, it was mainly my upper body and it was really my, my hands. Like mm-hmm. it was just very, um, my arms, you know, my motor function, I couldn't write. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling Brian earlier that the way that I was able to pass third semester, I believe, and to move on to my fourth semester was I couldn't even hold a pencil to fill out the Scantron. So me and my teacher had to sit in the back corner and I'd read the questions and tell her what I want the answer to be. And she filled it out for me. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So then I passed and I was able, so f- that summer after that test, um, was when, you know, all the major work and I started getting on the medications and things like that. And by the time fourth semester started, I was perfectly normal. Wow. Yes. So, so what she had originally wow. is relapsing, yeah. remitting, 
MS. So that means it, it comes and goes. So she could have symptoms. She cannot have symptoms. They would move from one part of her body to the other part of the body. Wow. So she had relapsing remitting for years and years and years up until what, like eight years ago they diagnosed you with. So that's when it like, when you were saying they had to make another, <clears throat> the, the extra role kind of shift a role. So that happened about in 2000 and I want to say 2007, I think. Okay. Um, so from 2000 is when I was diagnosed to 2007. It was this relapsing remitting. You know, it wasn't It wasn't always bad. It's kind of it was phantom. bad a little bit right. sometimes, and then, you know, and then I'd be perfectly normal. Um, and then at the time that my legs started getting involved, that's when this, you know, new position was um, made. And um, I'm trying to think. It just has been really basically thinking back it's from that time on it's just kind of never gone away so it's always probably been in a secondary progressive which is what they call it when you're not having any remissions you're not going back to pre yeah um yeah so I was actually diagnosed and taken off all the medications because all the medications at the time that were FDA approved were for relapsing remitting only so a doctor mm. at Loma Linda finally said, you know what? He's like, from what you're telling me, I don't think you have relapsing remitting anymore. It's secondary progressive, and let's get you off all this medicine, and um, it's not doing anything for you. Mm. So that was maybe, what year is it? Uh, it seemed like it was like eight or ten, ten years ago. Eight to ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, like, for you and Robert, you can speak into this too. Like, this is a big change. Right. This is like, okay, wait, we weren't planning on this. Well, um, it was is a big change, but it was it seemed like it was really gradual. Yeah. So well, so how did you how were you digesting this emotionally, mentally, spiritually? Did you wrestle through it with God? Were you like, what you know, why why this? Why now? No. For, I don't know why. <laughs> so like some somebody asked me that recently and I'm like, I don't think I was ever like mad at God or ask God I maybe I was you know back when I was 24 it's hard to remember that far back um I remember being really scared I remember reading obviously all the nursing books about what could possibly happen and the first thing that stood out to me was dementia Mm. I'm like what are you kidding me when I'm 24 years old I have to think about having dementia so that was really scary but I don't ever remember it's probably good that the internet was, wasn't like a big thing back then, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> you would have been Googling everything. Oh, my goodness. I don't remember being mad at God about it yeah. at all. That's so cool. Yeah. And yeah. maybe it's just because I had a relationship with God anyway. Yeah. It was more like, okay, that you're now You're trusting. What? <laughs> you're going to trust him anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, Robert, what was it like for you? Um, I was, yeah, I was scared. Um, I'm not as educated as her. So like I, I, I wasn't reading all the books. I would, I would read certain things and I would latch onto certain things. You know, a lot of things were like blindness, bedridden, wheelchair, you know, you know, it was just like, wow, this is, but at the same time, um, and the wheelchair never even came into play until probably 2008. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, it was very gradual. It was like cane and, um, you know, things like that, but she's, she's so strong that, she was never, she didn't ever seem like it affected her mentally. She was never afraid. It didn't seem like she wasn't like angry. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't antisocial. She just 
just dealt with it. Like, yeah. it didn't she consume just, her. She's strong, yeah. It didn't consume her. She yeah. just kept working. She kept going to school. She just did all the things that that she had to do. And um, yeah. we just, we travel a lot. And I think my worst problem was vanity. Mm-hmm. Who uses a cane when they're 30 years yeah. old? Yeah. That is really not what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> this is really embarrassing. <laughs> and so he's made me several beautiful canes, and I'm like, look what I got, you know. Add a little silver to them. There you yeah. go. A little bling bling. Yeah. So that was probably the hardest part, really. Yeah. Like, honestly, like being 30 years old and walking around with a cane. That yeah. was like something like, and that's, you know, that's all just my vanity. Mm-hmm. And, but. But people would ask People would ask her, like in stores, oh, honey, what happened to you? And me, being the jokester, I'd be like, oh, you, did, you didn't read that news story? They're like, what? And I go, the lion that escaped from the zoo? <laughs> it attacked her. And, and they're like, and they're always like, really? And I'm like, no, no, just, just breaking the ice. <laughs> you had to put up with this guy for all these years. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I want to ask, is there anything that, like, there's a ton of stuff that I could go into, but as we kind of wrap things up, any last minute thoughts, comments um, that you thought would be worthwhile to share? Mm. Speaking of, you know, marrying someone that was not a believer, living all those years, mm, my heart, I feel like you two were an answer to my prayers Mm. partially. And it was me, I think, finally not trying to force Christianity down Robert's throat. Yeah. It was more like a, all right, this is your problem, God. I have to get out of the way. I have to give up and be happy with whatever the outcome is. This is my heart. This is what I really want. But it's, you know, your will. And he answered. He is soon. I I feel like it was probably within a year that I truly was able to pray that prayer in my head and just give up mm. my part of it that God was able to be like, all right, she's out of the way. And what's funny <laughs> is when, when you gave up, it seems like, um, like when I, when I gave up, I gave up, I gave up my will. I gave up my, me trying to control things and me trying to figure out things, right. Me try to understand things and me try, me try, what I really gave up was me being God. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was God. I was my God for so long and, and it mm. was, it just wasn't working wasn't working and finally i realized it wasn't working and i gave i gave up yeah. it's like you gave up and then i guess when you give up your will god's like all right yeah i'll take yeah. i'll take over now absolutely yeah. that's what he's looking for in all of us is to is to yield so yeah and um, and i mean there's there is a lot more to the story right oh, yeah. but we like i said before earlier in the episode we um we did do a conversation with just robert before, check that out. if you were to look at the, when it, before it was rebranded Crossing Paths, it was called A Conversation About. And if you go back to our videos, there's a conversation with Robert, and he goes deeper into some of the, the struggles and the reasons why, like, he kind of hit a point. Yeah. Like, where it's, it's like... Really good conversation. Very good. And some, you can also go all the way back to the... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Some of our first videos we ever posted. The first videos we ever posted was in his shop, and Mm -hmm. he's describing, you know, his work, um, his skills, the artisan jewelry that that he does. Really kind of a cool um, little synopsis of that. Very. Well, as we do each time at the end, we get a chance to just pray for you guys. So um, let's go ahead and do that right now. Lord, I just thank you for... Robert and Jessica, so such a gift to us as friends and Laura's co-labors in ministry. 
Um, and then also, Lord, just um, fellow believers, my brother and sister in Christ. And so we just um, just rejoice in the work that you have done, are doing, and will continue to do in and through them. And we celebrate Robert's um, confession of faith, um, Lord, that he's a, a believer, he's walking in truth, and just the joy that that brings Jessica and all of us. And we thank you that we just got to play a little role in the work that you've been doing in his heart mm-hmm. all along. And uh, we're excited, Lord, for the future. So we commit this conversation to you as well. Uh, the, even the editing that Robert does. And, mm. I'm um, going to help. <laughs> and that Jessica will help <laughs> out with. And I pray that it would be a, a blessing to, to those who are hearers. And that some person that needs to hear uh, whatever part of the conversation will draw them closer to you or help them walk through hard places. Um, I just pray that it would be a gift to them. And so we commit that to you. And we thank you in advance of that work. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. You guys do good. Appreciate you coming in. Cut. (laughs) (laughs) You got to do that. I'll keep that in there. Cut. (laughs)